0: lot talk
1: radio Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to Poetry Super Live This is Rick Lupert here in my Van Nuys studios hosting the June 2016 edition of Poetry Superhighway Live. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. It's an open reading, and you're invited to call in and share your poetry. We have uh, no content or style restrictions, and we'd be thrilled to hear what it is that uh, you have to say. We also invite you to um, let us know what's going on in your poetry world. Uh, have a, a new project you're working on, a new book, a new poem you just got published somewhere. You want to tell us about. You're really excited about your website. You're running a contest. You just wrote a hundred thousand poems. I don't know what it is. Call and let us know what's what's going on in your poetry world, as well as uh, as well as sharing your poem. We do this every month. It's uh, it's an open reading, open to everyone on planet Earth, and I guess anywhere else that they may have uh, internet and phone service as well. It's fine. We don't exclude people from other planets or even other dimensions or universes from calling in. So plan on calling in. The number to call in is area code 646-716-7362. And uh, that's it. We're going to get to our callers in just a couple minutes. I want to let you know a few things that are going on here at Poach Superhighway. First of all, sad day in the world, in uh, America, in Florida, and uh, for anyone who... Has a conscious or a soul, really um, so uh, that energy is kind of pervading um, a lot of what's what I'm seeing um, people post and people thinking about um, as it as it should so if that's on your mind and and you have something you want to read um, in the spirit of of the events of uh, uh, that happened last night in Florida, the tragic shooting in which uh, more in which fifty people were killed uh then i encourage you to call in and uh and do that it doesn't have to be something you wrote specifically for that it could be could be something that you think is kind of related to that um in in any way and certainly uh, our open reading does not have to be restricted to that topic as well uh but since it is something that is uh, uh really a big deal right now um i just wanted to put it out there we're certainly open to hearing about that from you as well number, again, is area code 646-716-7362. A couple of other things I wanted to let you know about. Uh, First of all, you've probably seen in the Poetry Superhighway emails, if you're on the list, um, and you should get on the list if you're not, don't you think? I think. Uh, We um, are even now collecting sponsors for our annual summer poetry contest, which will begin on July 13th. The contest will be open for... Uh, entries for you to enter your poetry. It's, um, I'll talk more about it then, but basically uh, you can enter as many or as few poems as you want. You can enter with as as little as one poem and as many as 100,000 poems. It's a dollar per poem entry fee. 100% of that money goes to our winners. The three people who uh, get selected by the contest judges um, are the winners of the contest, and they will divide up all of that money. So just so you know, we're not... We're not uh, taking a cut from that. Um, uh, All that money goes right to our contest winners for entering the contest. Um, And... What we've been able to do every single year, and this is what I'd I'd like you to pay attention to now because we really need your help with this, Um, we've been able to every year give every single person who's entered the contest some kind of prize of interest to poets and writers just for entering. And we've been able to do that because of the generosity of the many, many people who've sponsored our contest. Um, Right now, since we started asking for sponsors uh, a few weeks ago. We have so far 26 sponsors who've donated um, about 50 prizes. Uh, Many of these are books, there's some magazines, there's subscriptions to things, all kinds of things. And so, when people enter the contest, even if they don't win, just for entering, they will receive something from our sponsors. So, that's pretty cool. You can imagine, you know, what what it's like to enter a contest and sometimes you uh, probably more often than not, you don't win, you know, and uh, it's it's disappointing, and yet you, you hope to at least place. But at the very least, if you enter our contest for even a even one dollar for one poem, uh, you will receive something from some sponsor just for entering. So what we need from you is is uh, we need sponsors. We have a bunch so far. Um, last year we had uh, you know we had just enough prizes to go to 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 everyone and and if we're going to meet that goal again this year we we're going to need um some more prizes cuz right now we have 50 prizes and I'm pretty sure we'll have more than 50 people entering if uh, if if the past years are any indication. So if you have a book of poetry or five books of poetry or a few extra poetry magazines lying around or um, a subscription to something that that's poetry-related that you run that you can offer. Um, we would love to have you on board as a sponsor. So just go to our website, PoetrySuperhighway.com slash PSH, and the banner right at the top there above this week's Poets of the Week says Sponsor the 2016 Poetry Contest. So what does that mean? Click on that. All the info is there. You fill out the form, including entering uh... the prizes or prizes that you would like to enter you click submit and you're in um, and so you just have to agree to a couple of things one is that um, you um, understand that we're going to be asking you to mail the prizes uh... that you donate that you pledge directly to our contest entrance um, and so if you're in the united states of america and someone enters the contest in england uh, you might get randomly selected to send your prize to England, so you just have to kind of be aware that that when you're choosing the prize that you have to donate or how many you'd like to donate that you will be responsible for mailing those prizes to uh to wherever it is that we assign you to mail them we We divide it up randomly um we try to make sure that if there are people entering. Um, outside the United States, that uh, that the sponsors don't in the United States don't have to send to more than one international destination, so we're, we try to be conscious of that. But beware of that. Second thing is you have to promise to notify me once you have sent the prizes out. Um, so the deadline to send the prizes out will be two weeks after the contest is uh, winners are announced, and and you'll get an email that day or the next day, saying send your prizes here. So uh, you have to promise to send your prizes out within two weeks, and to notify me within two weeks. Um, that's the part that gets missed a lot. Um, you send sometimes sponsors send their stuff out and don't tell me, and so then I start, you know, I start in with the follow-up email saying, "Hey, where did you send those prizes out?" And it's got to be annoying to you because you sent them out and you just didn't tell me. Um, and so you're getting this follow-up email like, like like from a collection agency or something.
2: So anyway, all
1: that's important. Um, but the bottom line here is that um, that every single person who enters the contest will get a prize, and we could use a bunch more prizes. So if you wouldn't, if you if you're up to it, if you wanna wanna sponsor the contest, just fill out the form on the website. What do you get, by the way? It's not just a random uh, nice donation. You actually get stuff for being a sponsor. First of all, you get listed at the top of the contest page as a sponsor. So that's either you as an individual, or your website, or publication, or magazine name, whatever you want, gets listed there. And you get a free Poetry related classified ad in our um in our weekly newsletter email newsletter, which goes out to thousands and thousands of people all over the world so um that's a really great opportunity for you to get some publicity for what it is that you're doing and and all of that so there you go that's all, everything you need to know about sponsoring the two thousand and sixteen poetry contest. Um, If you have any questions, feel free to call in and ask them. Be happy to answer them on the air. Perhaps a question that you have is one that someone else has as well. Who knows? Um, Again, the number to call in if you would like to read a poem in our open reading today we're broadcasting for the next 51 minutes or so is area code 646-716-7362. Our first caller is from the 562 area code. Hello.
2: Hello there.
1: Hi, who's this?
2: Uh, this is Raquel Reyes Lopez.
1: Hi, Raquel. How are you?
2: I'm doing I know fine. you from
1: like in-person things.
2: Yeah, in-person things are always nice. I they're they're
1: they're <laughs> among my favorite things.
2: Definitely. And so you're time uh, time I, I know you're here time in, time. in
1: Southern California. What uh, what city are you calling from? Montebello. In Montebello. Cool. And do you have a poem for us?
2: I do, I do. So let me get started with that. Please. Honey, I left your tongue on the kitchen counter. I found it under our mattress. You might want to rinse off the dust bunnies sprinkled on it. That's if you want to start talking again. Next time, please don't ask our child if she's seen it. I don't want to start involving her An our problems. She's only four. I would have helped. All you had to do was ask, honey, it's back to school night. On my way there, I found your finger and wedding band. She didn't notice when I picked them up from the sidewalk. I give up trying to work things out for you. Her teacher showed me all her drawings. She's always drawing me. Her and Little Bear, you're never in the pictures with us. Although she does say she has a dad, except he's always busy. Honey, I tried to carry our child in my arms back home. It wasn't a long walk. She's so small and weightless. I thought you were going to meet us at church. I guess you forgot. She didn't complain. But she asked for you. I didn't know what to say. I suggested to her I could call for a cab. She said she did her mind walking and asked to be put down. She's five now and wants a new box of crayons. And that was it.
1: Wow, Raquel, would you mind, um, like, reading every poem you've ever written? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Would you like me to read another one?
1: <laughs> sure. Yeah, I love the way you read and 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 the way that you write. So it's it's pretty um intoxicating. So um yeah, go for it.
2: Okay, then I shall do the one that follows this one. Mother, let me be your lamb. Mother's dirt earth eyes brought me security as a child. They would blink saucily, blow soap and water bubbles, the kind I made with my lips ones, then they would vanish like magic, her glossy coal curls sunk me in like dirt and water every day she made me believe the joy blooming within me was immortal, then she would smile. Her smile would bake infinite mud pies in my heart. My mother would do this trick. She would make my soul wobble and jiggle the same way children giggle while shaking jello. I was her awkward child. I followed her rules, never whined or cried. I always stood by her side, Mary's little lamb. Things have changed. I am no longer a child. She's 48 now, no longer 29, and I've been astray these past seven months. Her liver spots have expanded to her neck, shoulders, and they will keep on growing. The doctors say her blood is starving. Mother's body pleads, but she won't eat. She takes her fragile hands, aching bones, and sharp pains as God's will. Mother, let me be your lamb again. Dictate words unto me that sting and burn like a false messiah claiming liberation is suicide. Go on and believe by killing the innocence of your lamb. God will answer a prayer.
1: Awesome. Really awesome. What's uh what's going on with you in poetry here in Southern California?
2: Um, well, one of my poems got into Rattles number 52 issue. And congratulations right now... that uh
1: that happens mm-hmm. to so few people.
2: <laughs> and right now I'm just working on a manuscript to get some more poems out there in the world. <laughs>
1: That's great. Well, the world needs more of your poems, and you uh, reading them out loud. I should say. Is there any um, uh, any reading or anything that you go to regularly you want to give a shout out to and let people know oh, about?
2: Good. Well, I host my own open mic reading at Half Off Books in Uptown Whittier every last Friday of the month from seven p.m. to nine thirty p.m. So I host that, and I am regularly. And Cadence, when I get the chance to go to Cadence Collective, Second Poetry, um, Party Fun. <laughs> and, and in Montebello, they have a great one called Eastside Side Poetry. And that's at the Daily Brew Coffee Bar.
1: Cool. Well, um, I'm so glad to hear from you uh, today and to hear your poems. And, um, and thanks for letting us know about all of that stuff that's going on. Um, keep it going. It rocks.
2: Thank you. And then I'm just going to say my website. So if anyone out there wants to check up what's up with me, it's com.
1: Cool. Head there now, people. Um, (laughs) Awesome. Well, call in again, and um, and, uh, thanks for calling in today.
2: Thank you for listening. And everyone, I hope today we can stand united and go through all these tragedies, loving each other, and stop the violence that occurs by just giving a sense of understanding to knowing one another,
1: beautiful sentiment, and uh let it let it be the last tragedy that we have to go through.
2: yes, thank you so much, Rick.
1: take it easy raquel bye
2: bye' <clears throat>
1: it's Raquel Reyes Lopez calling from Montebello, California, reading a couple of really wonderful poems um great to listen to, isn't she? Um, uh, check her out at RaquelReyesLopez.com, and um, and if you're in Southern California, in particular on the East Side of uh, of, of LA, go check out uh, go check out uh, her reading or some of the ones that she mentioned. All right, cool, ladies and gentlemen. The number to call in if you would like to call in and read a poem, and I can't imagine why you wouldn't want to do that, is area code six four six seven one six seven three six two. Our next caller is. Um, is uh, well, hello. Who's on the line? Is that you, Michael hello, from Rick. Birmingham, Alabama? Locked and over, There. Yeah.
3: Hello, Rick. Hi. Who's
1: this? I'm good. Oh, Alex. Um, it's Alex. How are you?
3: It's your Canadian buddy, my friend.
1: Yes. I. How's everything with you in in the, in the Great White North?
3: Summer is here, my friend. And That's and um, from so the it's... bottom of my heart, from the bottom of my heart Rick, I'm very sorry for what happened in Orlando the last couple of days. From the first one where that singer got murdered in front of her brother the other day and then at that bar last night. It's just I- incredibly insensitive and senseless. I mean the violence is just senseless. And the cowardism Rick that surrounds it just, it horrifies me, that cowardice, because if anybody, if they were man enough, and they wanted to go one-on-one, and just say, I've got a problem with something, then you've got a problem with something, but to go out and, and just take innocence like that, and to ruin X number of countless lives, because each life taken, there's another, thousands of other lives for aunts and uncles and friends that are all impacted by this, and it's just tragic, so, and I'm sorry for that, so.
1: Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, did, did did the uh, the s- shooting of the the singer also happen in Orlando?
3: I think it happened in Orlando, Rick.
1: Oh, I think I knew that pon- I, I'm pretty
3: sure that happened in Orlando as well.
1: Wow. Um, well, um, that's yeah. uh, it's not a good time to to uh, to be in Orlando. I guess that's that's awful. Not
3: um, at all, my friend. Not at all. Not at all.
1: No. So, do you, um, uh, Alex? Do you have a, do you have a poem for us?
3: I got one for you. It's about life, like usual. What I read about. So, <clears throat> it's called "Flickering Candle," and this one, eh, it's self-explanatory, Rick. Flickering candle. You can't take it with you unless it's love. From inside of your heart, this will always persevere. But as far as belongings go, they are left behind in the rear-view mirror at the entrance to the beyond. This doorway of transparency can still be returned from if the timing is not right with crystals in the hourglass. It happens not often, yet occasionally there's a glitch in the system which is imperfect, forever being revised so when one comes back, a paper trail is started to ensure they're on the proper track. But after walking in the light of a euphoric tunnel, it's hard to set the record straight as the want to remain in the realm of spirits is stronger. Yet some have more to give or to learn. Then the decision is out of their hands, which goes against the grain of an endearing current in which all wish to stay. Then again, there are exceptions. To be in the land of the physical sun after experiencing sensory endorphins from an ethereal nature can be a hard sell convincing one there's unfinished business as once the fingers delve in these waters the flickering candle is but a flame of reminiscence from one's former self in poem
1: about life indeed Um, thank you for sharing that that is so deep Rick
3: it goes beyond this life into all other lives so
1: Indeed. So, um, anything going on in your neck of the woods that do you want to let us know about, poetry-wise?
3: I'm thinking, Rick, that uh, in September the 8th at the uh, library in Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan, that I'm going to be the guest speaker there. So that'll be very nice on Poetry Night there in September. Um, uh, I've told the people here at the library in on the Canadian side that, you know what, it's it's been too long... They bring in these professional authors that have done books and things like that, but they don't have any open reading nights. And I'm going, you're stifling the uh, artistic thing in the community, and it's time to uh, open it up again and see if there's an interest in the community to get people out there and just enjoy the, uh, you know, the creativity and then just the expression of that and getting a positive voice out there into the universe. Which, by what we've seen this weekend, we need all the positive energy we can get going out there because mankind is really in a very sick state right now. Right now, Rick, very, very, very sick state. So.
1: Yeah, it's you know, I've I've, uh, I've um, I used to run a reading, and before we we had for a while, it was just an open reading with no featured readers whatsoever. And um, so um, when I, I decided I wanted to bring in. Uh, some folks who weren't you know local to where I hosted and um and mm-hmm. present them to kind of expose both those featured readers to the open readers of the cobalt and vice versa. There were also a lot of poets who read where where I hosted who who really only went to that venue you know and so I thought it would be nice to kind of cross pollinate and um and uh and uh, and you know just to, to add a featured reading component, and the feedback which I got was similar to what you, in the same vein of, as what you said, you know, people were, since there'd never been a featured reader before, there was a little bit of a backlash in that, you know, people said, well, you know, who are these people coming in to be, you know, the stars when we, when we are, you know, here every week doing our thing, um, and so I saw that point of view, but I also saw the value in in bringing in poets who, who wouldn't, who not can't be regulars at, at where I hosted because they're from elsewhere. There, or in particular, what I, I loved to do was, you know, if someone was traveling uh, around the, the country in our country with with a book, which takes a lot of time and money for at, at the level that we're at, you know, to do. I thought it was always uh you know an, an instantaneously the right thing to do to give them a featured spot at the at the cobalt cafe even though they weren't a regular there but just because you know i think if you're putting yourself out there and and trying to live as an artist uh, traveling from town to town that um you should be given the opportunity to to give a featured reading later i kind of modified it so so we ended up that was when we had featured readers once a month when we did it started doing it every Week. Then I also started giving the featured reading spot to the locals as well. So we then had a nice mix of of traveling poets and and as featured readers and and regulars as featured readers and sometimes, um, as you said, you know the professional poet with the big book um, come in as well. So um, it's. Uh, I think you're right on in that um, in that a reading should or at least can be structured in such a way that it creates an interest for for everyone involved. Um, uh, But I'm not against the big reader coming in and giving a reading either, for that matter. I think that that's a a great benefit. The other side of the coin is sometimes, and I don't know if you've ever seen this at a reading, there there are people who, when they hear about a reading, um, the first thing that they ask about it, you know, maybe there's some really great, Writer who people should really hear who's coming to read at a somewhere in your town or a bookstore, and the first question someone might ask is, "Oh, well, is there an open reading?" And if there isn't, they'll choose not to go. And I always thought that that's that you're kind of as an artist um, shooting yourself in the foot by not allowing yourself to expose yourself to. Uh, you know, other artists coming in, um, you know, solely because at that particular event you don't have the chance to share your work as well. It kind of reminds me of, or it makes me think of, well, you know, when we go to see movies, for example, we don't demand to show our own film before, you know, the film that we went to see. And so, why should that be any different if, if, if a, if a if a poet with a book is coming in town or something of that nature. Anyway, that's a lot that you didn't ask to hear, but that's sort of my perspective on, on, on what you just said. What do you think?
3: Sure, Rick. The recognition that you give people like that is uh, not only uh, deserved, but well-spoken uh, well for when, when you uh, give them that uh, notoriety like that. Because, I mean, if somebody's going across the country spending that kind of money and trying to make a name for themselves... Than to have somebody like you with the venue, like your venue, Rick, I'm telling you, it's not many that I go on Blog Talk Radio, but every month I sure look forward to getting that email from you saying, Sunday night at 2 2 p.m. or 5 p.m. my time Eastern, I look forward to that. I put a sticky note on my computer saying, 5 p.m. call Rick at PSH, so I mean... You're in my heart and mind and spirit, so uh, it's because it gets it out there, Rick. It gets it not only across Canada, across the states, it gets it all over the world. And I'm telling you, there's never been a greater time right now than to get positive energy out there than right now. Because people, when these tragic things happen, people get depressed and people say, is there anything left in the human spirit, left worth saving because of we are we really that boneheaded? Are we really that violent of a species that we just don't get it? That in order to evolve, to get to the next level, we need to be at peace with one another, to love one another, to share, and not, and not be this in, insatiable need to take lives. Because there's no purpose in it, Rick. There's no Oh, I don't want to start swearing because I don't want to go to that level. But there is no it, it, it serves no reason in the human spirit because the true essence of the human spirit, Rick, is love. It's not this violent need that that is out there because it's in movies, it's it's in books, it's in in, in all of your lyrics on radios and everything and stuff and it's just it permeates your entire being because we're being bombarded with it every single day. And, and there's yep. got to be an end to it. Obama is right on when he says we have to get a control of this gun violence. Otherwise, it's only going to exacerbate. It's only going to get bigger. It's only going to, in magnitude, a, and the misery is going to come more, because what what today was maybe 50, tomorrow is going to be 350, because somebody's not going to be satisfied with that. They're going to want more. And, and the more of a... They make a name for themselves, and it's like, are you kidding me? In the name of what? In the name of humanity? In the name of stupidity? In the name of cowardice, my friend? That is all that bullshit is. And I'm truly sorry to the American people. And I mean, I'm from the bottom of my heart, Rick, I mean, I'm crying in my soul because I'm sorry for the lives that were lost. I really am. I'm sorry
1: you and a lot of us uh, Alex thank you very much it's just to clarify that I'm, I'm glad you're a regular here I, the the venue that i was speaking with, with about was um um that i used to host was an in-person venue at a at a coffee house or uh, a, an all ages music venue here in southern california where you know um cause i don't ever really have featured readers here on Poetry superhighway live um it's uh you know it's in just an open reading but um yeah. you probably were aware of that but anyway um thank you for calling in. Thank you for sharing your, your okay. thoughts and your, your poem as well. And we'll talk You're to you welcome. next time. All right. Have a great take day. It easy. Bye. You too.
4: Take care. That was uh, Alex
1: from Sault Ste. Marie, Canada, just across the just across the border from Sault Ste Marie, Michigan. Um I think it was Michigan. I'll have to look it up on the map. We'll find out. We'll let you know. We don't wanna pass out any any incorrect geographical Knowledge, uh, so we're gonna we're gonna head to the internet and and find out for you um, in case you're heading there and make sh- and want to be in the right state. Um, th- that is the <laughs> physical states of the United here in America. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the number to call in is area code. Um, don't tell me here it is six four six seven one six seven three six two. Um, I hope you're all able to hear and call in and such. The Blog Talk Radio looks like they're having some technical difficulties with being able to connect directly via Skype um, and on their website, so it's all kind of uh, via the phone today. But we've had a few callers, and so I I, I guess it's working to some extent. So uh, there you go. Um, But call in. We want to hear you. We've got about a half an hour left in the program, and I would love to um, hear what it is that you have to say Um, hear your poem, and find out what's going on in your poetry world. Um, Before we move on with our next caller, with our next open reader, I would like to uh, play a spoken word track. Uh, This is the poem Rainy Night House from Jerry Garcia.
5: Minor piano notes plinking rainfall on terracotta tiles. Suburban midnight's blue raincoat watches the rise and fall of your gently breathing body in leftover incandescence. White cotton sheets barely exposing milky cleavage, nipples rest like rosy brown petals on snow. A sleepy grimace punctuates the amber features of your reverie. Simultaneous dreams, mere noir cravings of a two-person choir. Harmony becomes restless with night sweats of mutual distrust. Shallow assignation ending at dawn, afterglow fades into quarrels of thunderstorms and door slams. Practice pedaled piano dampens yellow reflections of a last sunrise kiss. Before morning's flood undermines the need to cling and repair. Far away in desert vapors, a movie-themed melody plays against strident cores, scoring this escape from epoch memories of who we might have been.
1: Um, that was Jerry Garcia, recorded live at, uh, oops, see, live, that's the applause, indicating that it was a live recording um, at Beyond Baroque. Um, a couple of years ago, spoken word track, uh, Rainy Night House, sort of feels like a rainy night uh, throughout the world today. Um, so um, there you go, I thought that would be a nice piece to play. We like to play a spoken word track at the half hour mark of every show. Um, we like to play new ones that we haven 't played before if you 've got some if you 've got a, a spoken word track or you want to put one together, send it to me in an email and i 'll listen to it and consider playing it in our in the half hour mark of our show so what 's a spoken word track well i 'm glad you asked it 's um it 's something that 's not just you. Um, recording a poem with your voice and that's it because you can call in and and do that um, live as part of our open reading. It's something where you've uh, you've mixed music or sound effects or something with it to to add other elements beyond the straight read or like the example that you just heard, it's a recording from a um, a live reading where the sounds of the audience and the sort of interaction and introduction, et etc., that you give create something beyond uh, uh, beyond just a straight reading, which, again, you can do just by calling into our open reading. So send uh, your, your spoken word tracks to me at uh, rick at com. I'll listen to them, and we play one every month, and I'd love for it to be yours. Uh, so uh, keep in mind... Uh, Keep that in mind. It's another opportunity for you uh, to share your poetry in a different way. Um, It's a cool thing to do also if you know that the reading is coming up, the uh, online open reading, and you know that you're not going to be able to call in. Uh, This is a way for you to be able to participate as, as well. So... All right, folks. The number to call in is area code six four six seven one six seven three six two. Please call in. We got uh, plenty of time to uh, get to your poem. Um, and uh, uh, sometimes towards the end of the show, we get a lot of callers um, in uh, in a row. And it's uh, well, they all they always come in a row. I should say, we get a lot of callers at the end of the show. Period. And it's hard to get to everyone. So call in now, so we can make sure to have some nice breathing room as we talk to you, and you can read your poem. Your poem. <laughs> That's, I don't know what that means, and I don't want to know, um, where you can read your poem comfortably uh, without me having to rush through it and have the chance uh, to talk with you about what it is that uh, you're doing poetry-wise. Uh, so 646-716-7362. Our next caller is from, let's see, the 270 area code. Hi.
4: Hey, Rick. It's Trish. Hey, Trish. From Grove, Kentucky. You know exactly the
1: questions I like to ask.
4: I know. I know. I know. Nope, it's not think it's yet. Think,
1: <laughs> think of all the time that that we've saved uh, 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 by you just telling me what city you're from, and and I didn't have to ask you. I mean, well, I'm,
4: you know, I'm, I'm a mom. I I interpret what I need to answer. Y-
1: you've already uh, got so the lunches packed.
4: I do, and I know what sandwich you like.
1: So tell me, because I'm not
4: sure yet. Uh. Okay. Um, well, it was ironic that you were talking about rain, and, and because the poem i would chosen to read today is called A Chance of Rain.
1: Cool. Let's hear it.
4: Okay. Um, a Chance of Rain. We carry sacks of fertilizer from the car. Not a word falls out. Sometimes we, I speak, like yesterday as the clouds built towers in the southwest and we waited by our garden for the rain we could smell, wiping sweat on our t-shirts as heat came at us like a Brahma bull. Even the ground smoked with its pawing. Our clothes filled with heat stick to our backs like hugs from someone at last year's class reunion. We watch our vegetables, hear their flesh burn, leaves creased and limp like broken umbrellas. Then we go into air conditioning. I grab ice and tall glasses. You pour water slowly, and I listen as water cracks the ice. Wonder if water feels hot to ice, if it hurts to melt. Look at you as you swallow. How your throat slides slides silent beneath your skin. Wish you'd tell me what it is I need to say before the rain comes, before thunder tramples my voice, gores my words into the sycamore tree. Dry lightning struck yesterday.
1: Dry lightning. Mm -hmm. Wow, Trish, thank you.
4: Oh yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, dry lightning kind uh, that comes with no, no rain, Uh oh, it burns I get it. Lots, okay. burns lots and lots of forests, and and um, drought conditions. It's the static lightning, and it didn't ring right to say static. So, uh, all right, well you take care out there in California.
1: No, it's cool. Yeah, I hadn't heard the phrase "dry lightning" before, and it, mm-hmm. it immediately made me think of dry ice. Um,
4: mm-hmm.
5: and,
1: I, and I'm not sure what that means. It just sounded really, really cool. So, um, well, uh, well, well, dictioned.
4: Thank you, thank you. And I still am thinking about your bourbon and how to get it there. I, when I called, I felt guilty and almost hung up the phone. Um,
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you didn't Because uh, I'm just glad that you didn't um, What's going on Poetry wise with you besides the poem That you just read
4: Well I've just been uh, doing some readings Out of Holland my book uh, That came out last of March this year And um, Just mostly since I teach and I have summer off I'm Trying to get some uh, Two of my collections With uh, them into shape And As you know you've, you've got your own collections um, Writing the poems that's half the battle. getting um, yeah. them in, in in order, the you know, judicious editing, and that sort of thing. That takes almost as long, if not longer. But um, it does. It, there's uh, it's there's, one there's of the not reasons. a lot that goes on here in in summer. You know, Western Kentucky University is pretty much a suitcase college. Everyone goes home in the summer, so not a a lot of activity. Um, I ache for it, but it's not here. When when classes aren't in, so. Well, in, season, in session, so. You could always start something. Pardon?
1: You could always start something.
4: I could, but most everyone is left.
1: <laughs>
4: well, I would gather be the a, eight people a, a one there. Who at, live in your you town, know? And, you know. Like, Get. well, my town is so tiny that actually where I live doesn't have a post office. I'm borrowing Grove's post office, so. <laughs> um, it's 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 quite rural
1: <laughs> well I, would, I there
4: there might be two you know my daughter who's my cheerleader and myself so um i'd, I'd when well, you somewhere
1: you've already doubled the the attendance <laughs> I mean, there just he, with one there comment.
4: you go from the one woman act to the two woman act.
1: I, uh, uh, I i mean I, I know what you're uh, saying. The, the whole uh, difficulty of putting a manuscript together is is one of the most difficult parts because when you're writing your poetry, you're not necessarily thinking, where's this going to go in the manuscript? You're just writing your poems as they go. And then, to, you know, they really... Um, my my friend Brendan Constantine, who's an, an extraordinary poet, who's even now t- t- traveling um, around the country reading from his new book, Dementia, My Darling, um, you know, his hope... Um, is that you can open his book anywhere and read it mm-hmm. and, and find value in that and to flip around. But he also puts an extraordinary amount of effort into the order that the poems are in um, and the sections mm-hmm. that they're in to, to kind of create a dialogue from mm-hmm. from poem to poem. And that's not necessarily, you know, when you're doing that after you've written all the poems, you know, that's it's it's definitely a tough, tough. T- it, it's got to be one of the most difficult things to do.
4: Mm-hmm you hear the music playing the whole time you're writing um but it gets out of order so to speak when you're when you're looking at your, from a manuscript point of view because i noticed that each manuscript has a different tune or tone um so i know that i was in that tone and mode when i was writing it but like you said about him it's it's sitting down and there where things should be and places where things shouldn't be um You know, proximity to each other A sense of continuity In sections And then an overall sense of You know, unity um, In the collection And yes, the, the, the desire is That you can read any individual poem And not feel you have to have read something else I mean, it's not out of context So to speak
1: Right, I think that's why my actual anthologies of poetry, my actual collections, have been so far and few between. I, I put one out, I, I think, in '97, and then one out last year. Um, and every other book that I've put out, um, for the most part, is is a travel book written over the course of of a, a ten day, two week trip. And for the most part, the poems are appear, you know, in the order that they were written because it's all about the experience of going on this this trip and the things that I see. And it's it's a it's I it's a weird thing to say, but it's really lazy to have put putting out putting. That's a word I just made up. I hope you appreciate it. Um, <laughs> I love it. Really, I do that
4: sometimes. We uh, need that word. It, it's not it's, in existence. Create it.
1: It's my gift to the world. Um, there it's, you go. It's really you know laziness to have putting out. Um, it's German almost, isn't it? Um, to, uh, mm-hmm. to have putting out uh, 17 books that are travel books and only two anthologies. You know, because it's so much easier just to stick them in. You know, in the order that they were written, than to actually cull through your body of work and figure out what should go in a manuscript. So anyway, that's Mm. something I I don't mean to go off on that, but that's uh, something that I've struggled with quite a bit, so I'm glad you brought it up.
4: Well, the order that they're written, you know, um, there is something to that, too. I mean, if you think about Emily Dickinson's manuscript, um, there was a, a maturation that occurred over the course of her poems. If you look at those, that supposedly are in order, not necessarily, as she wrote them, but at least following a timeline um, and the voice um, changes a couple of octaves uh, throughout her collection, and you can sense that um, and so maybe that travel in you know, that particular travel um collection that you you have is important and and that your voice will change with each mark in your trip.
1: maybe uh you know i you'll have to uh read one and let me know i mean they're they're really it. written um the unique thing about those particular books um and i I put one out almost every year um based on the vacation that we go on um the one that came out well regardless um and they're all literally written over the course of of like ten days you know um and uh, someone once described them as um I mean, they are kind of their own, you know, there's a lot of sh- short poems and little observations, and my wife's voice appears a lot in it because I'm very often riffing on something that she said or observed or whatever. But they're they're really, you know, well, someone uh, remarked that, that it's kind of like reading one long poem, you mm. know, um, in in that sense. So I don't know if, if my voice actually adjusts or changes uh, over such a short period of time, but it's interesting to hear that comment about... Um, Emily, Emily Dickinson. That's who you said, Emily Dickinson.
4: Mhm.
1: Yeah, Yeah, uh, her work. That maybe in looking at her collection, you know, written in in that order, to to see what what it's like. I mean, there's, certainly there's no, uh, you know, wrong way to do it. And any any different mm-hmm. way that you do it will will you know may will just uh it's almost like putting out a whole different book. You know, so yeah, you
4: know, it is, and it it depends on what you're wanting to accomplish. There is no rule. Um, and the minute there is a rule, that's when you should break it.
1: <laughs> That's right. That's exactly right.
4: So, yeah, I'd love to um, read some of those sometimes. Send me some information about how I might obtain one, and, and I'd like to to read through.
1: Sure, no problem. I will do that. I mean, anyway, you okay. can get all my stuff on Amazon or my website or whatever. But uh, okay. you know, let me know. Uh, you know okay. Maybe I'll if you, if you if you buy one, maybe I'll hook you up with another one or something. That sounds like a plan. This, you know, there's this because so, I really, honestly want want you to feel extra guilty that you haven't sent the bourbon yet. <laughs>
4: I still have to go get that. I'm just going to go get it. And see, on top of that, I live in a dry county.
1: Oh, my gosh.
4: I I had to complicate it a little bit, didn't I? Yes. Uh, um, I'd say roughly half of Kentucky is dry, maybe three-quarters.
1: See, I know two things about Kentucky. One is that bourbon is there, and the second Mm -hmm. is that you're there. (laughs) There And that you're not in the bourbon in the bourbon part now, it's just that's like the, you know that's a whole other thing that I you know I'm I'm having to to cope with.
4: Well, 50% of your knowledge is trivia that 90% of the people you asked would get wrong. No one knows <laughs> I'm here but you. So <laughs> congratulations on that. All right. Thanks. Well, fantastic show so far. I've enjoyed listening.
1: Cool. Well, thanks for calling in, Trish. And All right. uh, you're welcome. I look forward to hearing you again. Um, All right, take it easy. Bye. That was uh, Trish calling from Smith's Grove, Kentucky. If you're a regular listener, you know exactly what we're talking about. If you're not, um uh ever since I discovered Trish was from Kentucky, Um, uh, all I've ever really wanted to talk with her about is bourbon and the fact that bourbon is from Kentucky and when can she get me some Kentucky bourbon so I could drink it and etc. blah 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 not that I can't get Kentucky bourbon uh, not that I don't have Kentucky bourbon for that matter I'm not drinking any now by the way this is a dry show uh, uh, kind of like the county that Trish lives in I I do have water though um, so it's not exactly like dry lightning though no lightning is actually uh, struck or stricken during the show. I'm trying to make all the extra words I say sound German today. Um, I hope you appreciate that. Um, the number for you to call in, ladies and gentlemen, is area code 646-716-7362. We've got about 10 minutes left in the show and open line, so definitely uh, you'll get right on if you call in now. We'd love to hear your poem. Let us know what's going on in your world. It's a great opportunity for you to... Um, to you to expose your work to other people, if you haven't read a poem out loud that you've uh that you 've just written or um or that or ever for that matter um it's such a great thing to do to uh hear your poem out loud it's um it's a unique way to get to know your own poetry better as you read through it and and see where the line breaks are and see um um, as you read it, if you kind of trip over it because there's a line break or a comma in a place that didn't kind of work, it it might help you with the editing of your poetry as well. So I encourage you to call in and and read a poem now, um, and uh, who knows how many people might be listening to it or might listen to it ongoing in the archived edition later on. And that number is 646-716-7362.
0: on a beach at night, sand, my shoes, I was on a beach at night, every night, on every beach, looking at the moon from every possible angle, witness to the nth degree, I have become everyone somewhere along. Sum of all probabilities. Every ripple in the event window. That's me. I am this place, the world incarnate. I am this place, the world incarnate. And the only reason I retain the notion, of Scott Charles, is that you won't let me forget. My is told through a series of blurry street view pics. A lonely baby outside a department store. The, the Nasratu waiting at a bus stop. A burglar mid window breaking into his own home. I am the devil in the details, the angels in the architecture, every hero, every antagonist in the history of humanity. That's to me. It is twilight in the Garden of Mirrors Good and evil
5: have no power
0: here And at long last I can never be alone I am a fountain's penny, The poet's talisman's outlander's bible My journey is to the center of the myth and it feels like the sand will never stop pouring out of my shoes. Shanghai, at an early age, I abducted myself through a trapdoor in the system, learning to live in the vibrant fiction along the periphery of the collective dream. It's a convoluted tale, and who knows what to believe anymore. With memories changing shades, And all things ultimately becoming mutable as I get closer to the storm. The sand, my shoes. I was on a beach at night, every night, on every beach, looking at the moon from every possible angle. Witness to the nth degree. I have become everyone somewhere along the way The sum of all probabilities Every ripple in the event window That's me I am this place, the world incarnate And the only reason I retain the notion of Scott Charles Is that you won't let me forget My saga is sold through a series of blurry street view pics A lonely baby outside a department store The Nosferatu waiting at a bus stop A burglar mid-window breaking into his own home I am the devil in the details The angels in the architecture Every hero, every antagonist in the history of fiction That's also me Twilight in the garden of mirrors, good and evil have no power here, and at long last,
1: That was the track Scott Charles by Scott Charles uh, with music in the background by Wolfie. Scott Charles is in a lives in Ojai, California. Um used to live uh, here in Southern California, or I guess Ojai almost still is. I don't know, but um, that's another geography thing I'm going to have to look up and get back to you on. Sorry, I didn't get back to you on the whole Michigan-Sault Ste. Marie thing. Well, maybe you'll have to look, look that up yourself. Um Scott's been uh, producing a number of tracks with this musical artist Wolfie um and uh, we've played them before on our show and uh, that's one of them sounds pretty cool i loved uh, i love it in there where he um is uh, sort of saying it brings up the concept of the notion of Scott Charles the very notion of himself the poet so there you go. Well, we've just got a couple minutes left in the show, so we're going to uh, round it out. I want to thank everyone who, who called in. I want to thank Raquel Reyes-Lopez, who called in from Montebello, California. I want to thank uh, Alex uh, Cherney calling from Sault Ste. Marie, Canada, right across the border from Sault Ste. Marie, possibly Michigan. I forget. Um, and Trish from Smith's Grove, Kentucky, And uh, also, I want to say thanks to Jerry Garcia and Scott Charles, who sent in spoken word tracks that we played today as well. Don't forget that uh, we are actively uh, looking for sponsors for our 2016 Summer Poetry Contest. Anything that you have that you think would be of interest to poets and writers, Um, whether it's a single book or a number of books, a book that you edited, um, a book that's sitting on your shelf that you don't want anymore, um, a subscription to a poetry magazine. Um, Sometimes people donate services which are of interest to poets and writers. Um, In the past, someone uh, who's an experienced uh, poetry teacher um, who does workshops um, offered to do a one-on-one consultation uh uh where you to um share a couple of poems and they got to uh critique them and talk with you about them etc. Um think about how much it costs to go to a poetry workshop uh um even if it's 25 bucks that's that's a lot that's something that if you can do um would be a great prize as well um so uh, we're really wide open to the uh to what it could be the whole purpose of course is to Make it so that every single person who enters the contest will get a prize just for entering. So even if you score in last place in our contest, uh, which you'll never know uh, because I only reveal the scores of the top ten, but so we just kind of assume that everyone else is tied for eleventh. But uh, even if you don't score in the top ten, you will get a prize just for entering. Uh, So even if you only enter one poem for a dollar, you'll get a book in the mail or a subscription or something. That's cool. And so um, that's the whole idea. So you can feel really good about uh, being a sponsor for our contest because the stuff that you donate goes directly to our contest entrance um, for them entering. And as I mentioned earlier, you get stuff for entering. You get a poetry-related classified ad that goes out in our emailed newsletter the poetry superhighway newsletter goes out on on Saturdays usually to thousands of people all over the world that that uh, uh the classified section is also posted on our website and is there um all week um uh for those classified ads that are in there for the week and your ad will run the contest begins uh is going to begin mid July July 13th I think it is and will run through Uh, through the end of the contest, which is mid-October, and we usually leave the classified ads up for a couple weeks after that. So you're getting um, several months of free classified advertising for your book, for your website, for your poetry reading, for your contest, for anything that's poetry and writing related that you would like to um uh, advertise you get that for free every single week um in our email newsletter just for uh, being a sponsor for donating as as little as one book if you're if you're able to donate more that's great because again um it's uh, our goal is to make sure everyone gets a prize and uh, sometimes we don't quite Um, We're committed to giving everyone a prize, um, and sometimes we get pretty close, but then there's maybe five or six more uh, people who've entered than we have prizes, and then we we have to pony up and and send out um, the rest ourselves, which we will happily do, Uh, but uh, we love it when we can send out as many things. um, We can honor as many other sponsors and promote as many other sponsors as well. So go to the website, poetrysuperhighway.com, uh, click on the poetry Super Highway banner, and then right there at the top of the page it says, uh, Sponsor the 2016 Contest, and all the info is there, the form, etc. Let me know if you have any questions. Our next show is going to be Sunday, July 10th at 2 o'clock p.m. Pacific. That's our next open reading. That will be followed on July 24th, two weeks later, with a conversation online with our poetry contest judges. So that's what's next. Thanks, everyone, for calling in. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Have a great rest of your day. Bye.